Sports Business Update, George McNeely in Orlando, Florida, home of Walt Disney World and the world-famous Orlando Magic. Their chief communications officer is Joel Glass, a man I've known for decades, and I'm very grateful that he has checked in with us from the bubble. What's life like being a bubble boy? We're trying to figure this whole thing out, man. <laughs> well, great to be with you, George, first of all. Um, it's You know what? Um, I've said to a lot of people that if you picked any two groups to make this work, you know, it would be Disney and the NBA. And both have done an amazing job to um, provide great practice facilities, make the players and staff feel comfortable, um, and just, you know, try and make this a blueprint for team sports starting up. So, so far, so good. And um, it feels historic in a way. Um, it feels like the players and the coaches and so forth will have an amazing platform to talk about um, some difficult conversations at times, but very necessary conversations. So all systems are go right now. What's it been like for the players? Well, you know, to start when uh, we traveled that whole 11 miles from downtown Orlando <laughs> to uh, to our hotel at the Grand Floridian here. Uh, so we, you know, we traveled those 11 miles. We all went into, got tested right away and then went into a 48 hour quarantine because um, safety is, is paramount here. And, and that's the key thing. And then, you know, once we got out of quarantine in which they delivered meals to our rooms and, and so forth. So it was a uh, time to get acclimated and a little downtime, which we all rarely have these days. Hmm. Um, it seems like we're busier than ever. You know, we started our practice situation and uh, we went to practice and, and really for us, I, I could speak for the magic. Our guys were, while it was difficult to leave their families, they were happy to be around each other again because that had not been the case. Everything had been individual workouts. So we have a real team spirit. Guys are working hard. Um, I don't know if we're quite at training camp level because they've been off for so long, but, but they're working hard and trying to get into basketball shape. People have this perception, wow, they're getting a Disney vacation. This is a lockdown. Yes. Um, yes and no. I mean, um, really, we have um, started, you know, once we've gone through these multiple days of testing, um, certain things have opened up. So us and the teams with us at the Grand Floridian, so there's seven teams here, have to stay at the Grand Floridian. We can't go to the other hotels as of yet. On July 22nd, we will be able to intermingle a little bit more. But um, we've actually had some, um, we had an off day the other day. So some guys got to go fish. Um, there's, you know, the pools right here. Uh, there's games around the hotel, cornhole call it and so mm -hmm. forth. Um, a lot of video games going on, ping pong tables. And they've actually have given us some golf tee times where we don't interact with the public. Now, let me tell you one thing. Those golf tee times are valuable because you have 22 teams, um, you know, looking to get on the course. And there's only so many times they can give the NBA. But uh, we got out there the other day and some of our players got out there. It was great to breathe some fresh air and so forth. So, Again, a lot of camaraderie. It's kind of, um, our player Evan Fournier said, it's kind of an Olympic village feel. Um, the interesting thing will be 
what happens when the competition starts? Like, does that kumbaya go away a little bit? But right now we, we feel we're all in it together. Everyone's supporting each other. When you're in the NBA, you know, you're part of the league. Everyone asks you how many years you have and so forth. So um, right now, so far, so good. So I'll give you a little insider information as a former Disney executive media guy to media guy. If you're having trouble getting a tea time, as PR guys, as support for the team, give the good tea times to the players because they got to save their strength for the games. <laughs> and you guys take the walking course, which is Oak Trail adjacent to the Magnolia, right. and go play 18 walking and you'll sleep like a baby at night. <laughs> that That is great advice, great <laughs> advice. The one thing I have learned uh, so far is, you know, there's early morning tea times and late afternoon tea times. If you get up early, you have a really good shot. So, um, you know, like we got out there the other day. It was great. It was, it's, the Disney Ice does such a great job out there and, and make us feel at home and so forth. So got a little time on the driving range because I hadn't swung my club in a week. But anyway, I, like I say, the league and Disney, uh, they're doing an amazing job, amazing job of making this uh, comfortable and, and just good for everyone, a good experience. Our guest is Joel Glass. He's the chief communications officer for the Orlando Magic, an NBA veteran, a sage in the industry. And I've got to ask you, you've got a handful of in-bed reporters that have uh, joined you in the bubble. What's the media situation like? You're, you're compensated and bonused each year based on the amount of media that you can drive for the Orlando magic and the value that you can bring for the team. And now you're in a situation where this is a really tough ticket to get into and people are going to have to cover remotely and use virtual media centers and different sort of access. It's, it's gotta be very different. Yeah, it's definitely different. I, I think, you know, we were fortunate that, you know, on the first day of this whole thing, call it March 12th, I, now, listen, I could barely hook up my mouse to my computer. Um, I'm of that age that I'm not just very technically gifted. Um, but we, our whole executive team went through a Zoom lesson, the last thing we did, the last day our office was open. So we learned that. We learned teams. Um, so we've become very proficient. And Really, we've used that the whole time um, in terms of media availabilities, season ticket holder forums. You know, one of the one of the tenets of this whole, um, unfortunately, pandemic is you have to learn to do things a different way and you have to look to innovate. And, you know, we had several of our players do virtual happy hours with our season ticket holders where they got on, they answered questions from the fans. Um, and the same goes with the media. And we've continued that obviously into here where we have daily media sessions. So the media still asks the questions, which is still very important. They'll have that connection and, you know, just do the best we can to, as I always say, use the media to stay in touch with our fans. And so we've been able to do that every single day after practice. I bring, Coach Clifford, a couple players over. We do some other Zoom sessions with our players and the media. So it's worked out pretty well. And then, as you said, George, there's the 
call it 10 embedded media that are, a lot of them are going through their quarantine right now. So we haven't really seen a whole lot of them yet, but they'll, they'll have um, obviously group one access. And then there'll be a group two access where some other media could come to games. But again, nothing's face to face and everything will pretty much be through Zoom. What does that access exactly mean? For example, if you're a group one media and you're in the lobby and you run into an NBA player, there, there's certain protocols where you don't just walk up and say, hey, can we do an interview now? I mean, it's not like that. It hasn't been like that for decades. Yeah, I mean, the conversations with the media, and again, everyone has been so um, collaborative and understanding and mm -hmm. so forth. But um, the the direction is that, you know, if someone wants something, even in that group one media phase, uh, they'll come to practice. Um, it will be a social distance interview. Um, they will alert us ahead of time so we can alert the pay, uh, player. And we'll follow all the protocols that you follow, um, you know, wearing masks. Um, the NBA has amazing, uh, they have a tracker device on our credentials. So. I'm okay with my team, but if I get too close to someone else's team or another staffer or the media, it beeps. Wow. But we know we're too close for too long. So, but at the same time, we'll be able to get things done. And, and you know, we, we greatly, greatly value the media. Like it's an incredibly important part of our business. And it's incredibly important for the fans because that, that's how the fans get their information. And then on top of that, Every team is traveling with one content person and the content person is uploading things to our social media and websites. And we are also making available footage, um, you know, B-roll from practice to the media as well every single day. And the league has RoboCams also at practices where we turn it on at a certain point. So, so everyone can get some access. I'm intrigued by the uh, sensors on the credentials. I'm thinking that when we get past this pandemic, if I had the enviable role of chief communications officer for an NBA team, I would have certain reporters marked on their credentials so that if they were following me around, I could duck through a side door and kind of get a heads up that they were not following physical distancing. <laughs> yeah, that's style. the innovative file. That's where that one will go. Uh, tell me, tell me if you will, uh, for our audience, Joel Glass, the Chief Communications Officer for the Orlando Magic. Average team or above average team, who is joining the lineup? Who would we not expect necessarily is joining? People are wondering, are the agents there? You know, what's it about? Right. So every team was allowed 37 people in, mm. so including players including players. So in our situation, we have 16 players. We have six coaches. We have eight human performance, athletic trainer, physical therapist staff, um, equipment manager, content person, PR person, security. So, and then we have three, our general managers here, John Hammond, our president of basketball operations, Jeff Weltman, and then Becky Bonner, who is our leads all our team operations and so forth. So she's here. She helps us coordinate everything, uh, communicates with the league. So that's our party of 37. <laughs> and that is it. Um, so as we say, no job is too big. No job is too small. Everyone, you know, that's a, that is a very scaled back number from a traditional NBA travel party. Yeah. You know, traditionally, you have more player development people, more media relations people, 
more security, more coaches, more video people, and the broadcaster. Because all the broadcasts are remote, so we have no broadcasters. The teams don't have broadcasters there. There is a broadcast compound for national. So it's, it's just incredibly scaled back. So no job is too big. No job is too small. Um, I personally and everyone has helped in, moved equipment bags. I've wiped up the floor like a ball boy would do at practice. Um, even Coach Clipper got me in some passing rebound dribble handoff drills as well. So um, because he has, he, he has only five other coaches with him when he might have nine or ten. So um, it's uh, it's – it's again, this is historic. It's incredible to be a part of. But I will also add, George, our support from home is amazing. We have people moderating the Zoom calls because, like me, I can't be in two places at once. I have to go get the players, set them up on a Zoom call. Someone else has to moderate the Zoom call. And we have 22 teams here, seven practice sites. You get odd practice times. Uh, and, and everyone's, it's all hands on deck. Well, you know, it's interesting. A fan who doesn't know the inner workings of professional sports would be so envious of your role right now. But as a guy who's broadcast four Olympics and 11 Super Bowls, I'm sitting here thinking, you are one guy with 36 colleagues, including 16 players and all of those coaches. And you do need that support staff back in the office to handle a lot because that's a lot on one person. It's like being the uh, in bed. Uh, correspondent covering a presidential visit or something along those lines, you can't possibly be on top of everything. First of all, I'm fortunate, incredibly fortunate. We have incredibly high character players. Coaching staff is amazing. Everyone has an understanding of, you know, the importance of helping each other and and my role with the media. So, you know, I, I just feel incredibly fortunate that, um, you know, there are some days I want to clone myself when I'm trying to set up the press backdrop banner, you know, and then take it down and get to the bus and bring the players over and so forth. But uh, we're, we're learning on the fly. Um, we'll adapt. We'll make changes where we need to make changes, uh, you know, such as post-game. Post-game now is going to be a Zoom press conference with coach and two players. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have another Zoom, which in all intents and purposes is your locker room setting which will have, you know, make players available. So um, it will be interesting, but I think everyone gets it. Um, you know, the league did a great job of briefing the players ahead of time um, with some online courses, some Zoom calls, and so forth to give them an idea what it's like and, and you know, to be honest, what their responsibilities were and so forth. So uh, we're making do, and 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 everything's going to, you know, we'll have some hiccups here and there, but that's okay. You know, Joel, I was playing golf with a couple of your broadcasters a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jeff and Dante, they both have a very good game, by the way. I, I don't know if you're working them hard enough. But what I will <laughs> say to you is they were saying, wow, it's going to be weird covering the game remotely. And I said, hey, at ESPN International, we had foreign language announcers working in booths calling events off of monitors. Now, I don't think there's going to be much of a difference. I really don't. Yeah, I think you, you know, first of all, it's going to be amazing. Like there's going to be broadcast courts set up. Um, David and Jeff and Dante will be from the Amway Center where we're, you know, we'll have our set set up and, you know, we're trying to talk. Um, we've been working for months on some creative ideas. You know, we're going to have, you know, Jonathan Isaacs, who's going through a rehab, 
you know, maybe he, he's going to join the broadcast from the from the campus. I'm supposed to call the campus, not a bubble, George. And uh, so he'll join during games. Uh, you know, we're going to work on some second screen experience for the fans that complement our Fox Sports Florida broadcast. So it, it's going to be interesting. But at the same time, I think the league is their cameras are up to like 30 cameras, natural sound, digital fans, um, you know, obviously signage, um, whether that's remote, digital, or like the first down line. So probably a lot of things that you've done, George, in your career is are the things that we'll be doing. And I think the main tenet is what can we learn now to help us broadcast games in the future to make that broadcast better, whether it's audio, a video, or, you know, what, what have you. Well, when they first announced this plan, Joel, I thought about all of the parties and celebrations that I hosted personal and business in Disney World and couldn't imagine what the sticker price would be to the NBA. Then I saw in print something like $150 million expenditure, and I'm not looking for you to talk numbers. That's not why I got you here. But the commissioner did say, it's not a sustainable business model. It's a content play because it's what we have to do now. There's nothing anybody wants more than to get into an arena and watch basketball players. This could be the way for quite some time. We don't know what's going to transpire in the next year or two. The Spanish flu took two years to somewhat see some relief. We don't know if this could be two seasons, but we, we got to take it day by day, don't we? Yeah, a- absolutely. Because you're you're one hundred percent correct. I mean, we we already at the Magic, and I know the league is doing the same. The same have now shifted our, you know, meetings to okay. What does next year look like? You know, do we start without fans? Do we start with partial flan- pan- fans? Excuse me. Do you know? Is there a vaccine? Um, and then you have to make the fans comfortable coming back you know so we're going through all our protocols how do we make the amway center you know safe but still entertaining for people you know what does food and beverage look like what does seating look like and so we are right now going through all those steps because that's not something you can create overnight and something we have to be thinking about right now because right now no one knows what the timeline will be for the startup of next season. And so we have begun that planning uh, process. Well, Joel, I wish you the best of success. And and I really want to see the magic go deep into this situation. I I guess everybody's first line is just to keep everybody healthy to make sure that this thing goes along as planned, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I think personally, my viewpoint is a lot is riding on it. you know, because this could be the blueprint or part of a blueprint for how other sports get up and running, call it college football, NFL, other sports and so forth. So, and, and George, we know how important those sports, it's not just about sports, like, you know, giving people a break and watching something on TV, which we all miss, but there's obviously economics involved, there's jobs involved, there's economic impact, you know, to restaurants around the arenas and so forth so it's 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 critical uh and you know we're just hopeful we'll need a little bit of luck there's no doubt 
but I think the league is doing everything in its power to make this that's great. Where's your mask? You got a mask, Andy? You got one on the desk there? I, do, I have several masks. So this is my MBA branded mask. Nice. And this is my MBA hand sanitizer, Very which nice. is readily available. So plenty, plenty of uh, safety protocols around. If you have any NBA bottled water, they probably bottled it at Lord's and you'll live forever, you know. I got <laughs> hey, great to hear from you. Thank you for making time and, and enjoy your, your time away from uh, – the office and I know you'll miss your family and believe me, we appreciate the sacrifice of sports fans. Yeah, that's all good. I, I, I am one, I am one fortunate guy because my kids are grown. So my son is through college, my daughter's in college and all I need is Zelle, Cash App, Apple Pay, Venmo, and they're good. Right on. So, yeah. My middle good. name is ATM. Just ask me three kids. <laughs> Joel Glass, Chief Communications Officer of the Orlando Magic, making some time today for Sports Business Update. I'm George McNeely.